Welcome to Power Yourself, where we discuss the most important topic in the world, you. Welcome, welcome. Another episode of Power Yourself. We're going to be talking about a hot topic today, and it's one that's going to get people's blood boiling. We are talking about bullying today. Carl, it's already got my stomach in knots. <laughs> so let's jump right into it. There's no easy way to talk about this. Bullying can be something that haunts us. It depresses us. It restricts us, even in adult life. You know, most of us think that bullying might be things that happen only at, like it happens only at school, but it happens in our adult lives too, which is really depressing. Oh so, my God. Like even, like I just want to like breathe for a second. Cause seriously, this topic, it makes me so angry that people choose to be that way to another individual. Like it really, like if I dig down, it, it just makes me sad that people decide to, bully another person that's just trying to be happy too so yeah like this is this is a hard topic for me it's got my stomach in knots nice we're gonna see angry jillian today this is good <laughs> see it's so funny because i've known you for a long time and you know on the podcast we talk about all these life goals and all this stuff but it's really i think really nice to see an authentic person who gets wound up once in a while gets upset once in a while and that's okay so i love the fact that we're going to delve into something here that's a hot topic so we're going to explore today what exactly is bullying what does it look like how can we be resilient to its effects so today we're going to be discussing coping mechanisms resiliency how we can battle through bullying to be ultimately the best version of ourselves and have those relationships in our life that we like. So let me ask you, Jillian, how big of a problem is bullying? You know, I think when I think of a bully in my mind, I go back to like junior high, but bullying actually is pervasive in all walks of life, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I think people can just be mean and you know, like if you dig down and I think that's kind of what you really, it, it's what I need to do to kind of ground myself when faced with a bully or when in those situations it really is it's I know it's because they probably feel insecure likely the bully always is or they're trying to take the focus off themselves or they're just trying to feel better and that's a cheap fix for them if they put somebody else down they don't need to do the work that we're asking you to do while we talk about these podcasts they're choosing not to do the work. They're taking that cheap fix and they're trying to diminish another individual so that they can feel more powerful. I truly believe that they're just lazy and they're not putting the effort and time in to being a happy person or to fulfilling themselves. And they're going to decide to cut down others so that they can feel better. Yeah, there's a really kind of scary, you know, again, bullying, hot topic, scary topic. There is a segment of our population that truly finds pleasure in hurting other people. As, as disgusting as that may sound, as, as horrible and scary as that may sound. But we're talking about true, I'm talking about daily life now. I'm not talking about being in, in war or a traumatic situation. But in daily life, those people could be viewed uh, in, a, in a way that, really renders them as a psychopath that renders them as unable to feel empathy or, or emotions for other people. It's so sad. <laughs> it, like, it, sad. it really, this topic always, it makes me sad for the person who's doing the bullying because I truly believe they're, 
they're probably lost and they're so not aware of how to actually be happy. And I'm so sad for the bystanders because it totally tests your self-esteem and makes you feel crummy. I want to know, and the thing that I'm always left with is how people feel the right to do that. We're all human. We're all trying to be happy. So where does anybody get the right or the justification to tear down another individual? How small of a person must you be to take joy in hurting another person or focusing on, like I said, an insecurity or, ah, it it blows my mind that those people actually exist. I I don't understand it. I really don't. So it's an interesting point you bring up that, you know, some of us, when we hear the word bully, we might think of a physical bully. Like, you know, maybe we're watching a after school documentary and it's you know the kids at school are fighting but mental bullying is just as prevalent social bullying is a huge you know isolating somebody that's a huge problem it's as so well. damaging too mm-hmm. like why would we play on someone's insecurities like that i really go back to guys i think we're all more alike than we're different so what makes us better than anybody else why why don't we try to encourage and connect with people why do we feel if we allow more people into that connection it it lessens it or something it's almost like you know two people feeling like they're best friends and nobody else can join their little posse because what like it it diminishes it or something I don't understand I don't I don't get how people feel that by by not allowing people to join or pushing them out strengthens the bond. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get that. Yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, I've known you for a long time and you're a very empathetic person. You know, someone's being isolated and there just seemed to be a complete lack of empathy that nobody was willing to mentally go to that space where they say, hey, wait a minute, I've felt isolated in my life. I felt alone. I've been made fun of. I've been picked on. And everybody has. Every single person can reflect back on their life and find one moment that they maybe did not feel included. And the fact that we allow a bully, we do as bystanders, we allow it to happen. So every single person at that table played an active role in bullying. Because if you nod your head and smile and go along with it, you're just as bad as the person who's initiating it. You're allowing that culture to exist. So that's the thing that infuriates me. How in today, this day and age, we continue to allow this to occur. Yeah, it's fascinating because you, you just struck on a, on something that will, I'm sure, be an episode of a future podcast, and that's conflict resolution. The idea that somebody sitting at that table, for example, could stand up and say, hold on, let's put the brakes on this for a second. I'm not comfortable with the way this is going. And immediately that's a conflict. Now, it's a pretty minor one, obviously. You're not punching someone, but you're saying, hey, hold on, stop. Let's pump the brakes here for a second. So we're going to have another episode later on about conflict resolution. But I do think that we live in a day and age where it's it's just not very prevalent in our society. We haven't been, we're not skilled to navigate the paths of conflict. Well, we're afraid to speak out. It's like we're afraid to not go with the herd. Mm -hmm. You know, no one wants to be isolated. 
but we're okay watching somebody else be isolated. And that's the connection I can't make. Right. You know, like better, better them than me. And oh, that's yeah. so sad <laughs> to sure. me. Sure. Like how insecure must you feel to just allow it to happen? You know, like yeah. I don't, I can't. Yeah. I just, for me, it's just sad. So if, if it's happening, guys, I encourage you. And I try to be a better person too. I know maybe in the past when I wasn't so confident, I've definitely seen it and I didn't have the guts to probably stand up or shut it down. I think that's even an action we can do too. So it's maybe not so much having that conversation because maybe that bully isn't mature enough or aware enough to be able to have that intellectual conversation mm -hmm. or having it in front of people is just it's probably going to go explosive and not the way you want but even shutting it down by not feeding in the bully is getting a high because everybody thinks they're funny and they're rolling with it so it's all the bystanders that are actually allowing it to go down that negative road yeah it's so funny you mentioned that one of the ways that bullies deflect is they'll say, well, I was just kidding. I was just joking. And You're so sensitive. Exactly. <laughs> and the implication now is not only have you been bullied, but now you're overreacting by saying, hey, this isn't right. Oh, hold on. You know, Look at how sensitive you are. And it's a way to demean on top of the demean. You've said, okay, I'm bullied you now, and now I'm also going to demean you for trying to stand up for yourself. It's like a second punch. You know, It's the old one-two. You're watching a boxing match, and the guy goes boom, boom, and that second punch is what drops the person. And it's so frustrating because it's such an effective technique to try to diminish someone else, to say, oh, you're going to stand up for yourself? Well, I was just joking. And they just back right off. It's such a passive-aggressive way to behave. And there's a reason that it works so well because it's designed to pull that rug out from under you and say, oh, you don't have a leg to stand on because you saying that what's important to you, well, I'm saying it. that shouldn't be that important to you. And you know what, guys? No one can tell you that. No one can tell you that you shouldn't have taken that too seriously or you shouldn't have been so sensitive. If we're affected, that's real to us. And that's all that matters. It was real for us. So everybody's voice matters. If maybe they were just joking, okay, well, you... As an individual, you have to set that boundary. You have to set it. And you have to say, well, okay, I get that you think you were joking, but you can't, you can't do that. You can't take that tone with me. Those are not funny jokes to me. And you have to respect yourself enough to be honest with each other. Okay? You know, when you're in a friendship a real friendship and if that happens and it's all it's happened to all of us who have been in really good friendships where someone will eventually disagree with you and say hey by the way and you go oh my goodness i'm so sorry that's fine what do you do in a situation when maybe the person bullying you is a family member or your boss or a coworker someone that you can't just remove yourself from you can't just say to them hey i don't want to be with you anymore i'm leaving you know it's easy if you have a friend you go oh, i'm just not going to hang out with that guy anymore you know of course you could take the high road and try to talk to them but some people, hey, it's just not worth it and we're going to part ways. What do you do when you're in a situation where you're kind of forced to interact with the per person on a day-to-day -day basis? So my first recommendation would be to talk to somebody you trust to kind of allow yourself to dissect the situation and to maybe get some clarity around it. Uh, so I think talking it out with somebody close to you, I think the biggest thing is 
not allowing it to just sit with yourself. Okay, because I think that's how bullies are effective. So you can get a second perspective. Absolutely. And I feel that's beneficial because I feel the moment you walk away and you allow it to take up time in your head, that event, and not talk about it with anybody else, I feel it's having more power. So Mm -hmm. I believe when you talk to somebody you trust or a friend, you can kind of allow it to diffuse or kind of take the weight out of it by talking it out with somebody else to realize that no that that's probably not right and I think that's one step so that's a step to kind of help build your confidence to just allow yourself to kind of take the heat out of it in a way because sometimes in that situation we can like you said it can be this huge conflict if you address it at that moment okay but by walking away kind of sitting with it dissecting it realizing why that really made you angry and then maybe going back when there's not an audience, letting them know why that was so impacting to you, so why it affected you so much. I think, first of all, you're being true to yourself if you have that conversation. So, and it might not be, so don't get me wrong, sometimes when people are bullying, maybe they don't mean to be a bully. Maybe they're just unaware, okay? So let's let's kind of maybe approach it with that, okay? So give them the benefit of the doubt. It's very interesting you mentioned that, that there's people with different communication styles. 100%. And some of us have a very direct communication style. And for those of us that don't, a direct communication style can come across as very forceful, almost bullying in a way. You could be in a meeting with a group of coworkers and someone can just blurt out, well, I don't like that idea. I, I don't like that idea. I think we're way off base here. And another person who may take that to mean, oh my goodness, this person's demeaning me and bullying me, but they may not mean that at all. They might just be very direct the way they deal with people. Absolutely. I I definitely feel like I think bullying is a huge issue in our culture today, but I also feel that sometimes maybe it's not meant to be that way. Maybe the person who feels that they're getting bullied they're actually, they could be telling themselves a story that's not actually happening, okay? So you have to understand that too. So I think it's a two-part process. So one, you kind of take it away, dissect it. The second, you come back and have that conversation because then not only are you allowing that bully the chance to understand you. And guys, don't get me wrong. I know this is not going to work for every situation, but I'm talking about some situations this can work. Allowing the person to understand how they affected you can sometimes make them walk away like, oh my God, I did not mean for it to come across like that. That actually wasn't what I was talking about. And that can allow a connection as well. I, I you can I can draw an analogy of what you're describing. If you're in the schoolyard and you know a five or six year old bully is out there in the schoolyard, and you know sometimes the advice, and I'm not saying this is good advice, I'm not saying this is bad advice, but one of the ideas to fight a bully or to combat a bully is you just walk up. If the bully's bullying you, you just walk up and you punch him once in the face. Now even if you wind up getting <laughs> even if you wind up getting beat up, chances are the bully will leave you alone for the rest of your life. You hope. It's similar, that's a similar mindset to, you know, if you're in the office and someone's bullying you and you go and you confront them and you say, you know what, I'm not real happy with the way this is going and this is how I perceive the situation to go down. That bully may never give you a big hug and apologize, but they might just leave you alone. They might just say, look, that guy's not an easy mark. I'm going to move on to the next guy. 
So I'm not suggesting that you punch anyone in the face. Uh, but what I am suggesting is that if you do confront someone about their perceived bullying behavior, they may just leave you alone after a while. They may just say, look, this is not worth it to me. I'm not getting the response that I desire from this person. And even though I need to interact with them every day, I'm going to go find someone easier to go pick on. Or maybe it will allow them, my hope, I guess the optimist in me is it will allow them to realize that their actions came across maybe not how they intended it to. So helping them better adjust their actions next time. This it's so funny. You have like the positive spin on it and I have the more realistic spin on it. Or I, I don't oh, want to say negative spin. I, the negative, I'm not negative. I'm just more realistic, right? Chances are <laughs> there's going to be some people that go, I'm just going to leave you alone. Uh, I would love it if, you know, and I, I've had this happen to me, you know, I can remember I was in a meeting once years ago and I was teasing a coworker and I thought we were pretty good friends. And so I was teasing them and they actually phoned me up about an hour later, and they were really upset. And they said, you know what? Um, you know, what you said in the meeting really hurt my feelings. And well, it wasn't my intention at all. I was humiliated. Oh, my goodness. I was mortified. See? Uh, exactly. And so I'm really thankful that they came to me and they said, hey, why did you say this? I was trying to tease my coworker. I thought it wasn't a big deal. Um, I didn't diminish their response. I was very thankful that they brought it forward. And I said, geez, I'm really sorry about this. And as a result, you know, we've, our friendship is even better than it was before, right? So I think the difference between having an honest disagreement and bullying is that if you run into a true bully, they're probably not going to go, oh, gee, thank you so much for the insight. I'm going to now change my behavior. Chances are they're going to try to deflect it, diminish it, demean it somehow. 100%. And that's hard. It, it's really hard when your boss or somebody is a bully. Like, I'm so thankful that I, I've never really encountered that. I've never had a bully who's had power over me. And, you know, I can sympathize and comprehend how hard that would be to deal with it. I think I always come from a place of wanting to connect with people and understand each other in the way we act. And I truly feel that sometimes people are just so self-absorbed. They're so in their own head that they don't even allow that kind of reflection of how my words impacted somebody else. In uh, I used to work at a rehab, okay, an amazing place, seeing some wonderful people kind of take back control of their lives. But one of the things that I love so much about that place, and I still use is that when we're affected by what somebody else says or the actions that they take, sit with it, uh, understand it, kind of walk away, allow that understanding and go back and give that understanding to that person. Listen, this word, your words, your actions impacted me by this, okay? I felt this and maybe it's, maybe guys, maybe it's relating to something in your past. Who knows? Maybe it's a way bigger issue or a way bigger event that was a, something big in your life in the past and they just allowed you to almost relive it, okay? By them bringing something up or making fun of you in a way really hit a chord with you. Right, so you might be, I don't want to say overly sensitive, but there might be something in your life that triggers a, a response that's maybe greater than what would be normally justified. Absolutely. And you know what? It is justified for you because it's your life. And I, I get it. It's huge. But the reason I liked the kind of tool we used to use at that um, 
that place of work, it's you talk about why it's affecting you so much. And first of all, it's allowing that person to see you and understand why it's affected you so much and allow that connection in a way, okay? In a weird place, because you might think there's no way I'm ever connecting, but really to allow that kind of two-way communication to dissect it. But once again, like this is, that's an ideal situation to be able to walk away with a better understanding of each other. And then that person, the bully or what you thought was a bully knows not to kind of talk to you with those words or um, use that terminology with you because it provokes an emotion or reminds you of an event that happened in your past. So that's one situation. Like I said, that's kind of your ideal. That's what I always hope for is that the bully is maybe ignorant and they didn't really put two and two together. That's what I hope. But sometimes it's not that way. Absolutely. And and I do want to switch gears for just a quick second here. And I don't want anything that I'm about to say to be misconstrued as me blaming the victim or blaming the person who's being bullied. But I do want to just throw it out there that talking about conflict resolution as we were, there are some people that have not grown up with any conflict resolution skills whatsoever. And that if they ever run into anyone who ever disagrees with them about anything, it can be con- misconstrued as bullying. They can say, oh, my goodness, this person disagreed with me in a meeting and therefore they're, they're bullying me, they're harassing me. That's not necessarily the case. So I would say as important as it is to discuss bullying today, we also need to just at least recognize that not everyone who disagrees with someone is a bully. That bullying is very, very pecu- particular um, actions that happen. So, for example, bullying is persecuting someone. So in other words, unfairly criticizing them. And that's the key word is unfairly criticizing them. But then I would shoot to you. Unfairly is going to be different for everybody. Everybody's going to have their own definition. Absolutely. So like, I'll I'll just give you an example. Let's say you and me are working together and I've prepared a presentation and I have no conflict resolution skills whatsoever. I have such thin skin that everyone just has, has agreed with me my entire life and I've gotten participation ribbons my entire life. I'm, I'm, a, I'm the greatest person who's ever lived in my mind, So, which is great. So I come into work, I give you my presentation, and you say, well, you know, there's some things here we can change. And I immediately burst into tears and walk away and I go, I can't believe that Jillian's been so unreasonable. She humiliated me by telling me that, that my presentation was complete garbage. I would just contend that if someone is disagreeing with you, ask yourself, is what they're saying true? Is what they're saying in your best interest? I I could do that work in my mind and I could say, hmm, you know, I know Jillian knows me and she cares about me and she respects me. So when she's giving me this criticism, it's in my own interest. She's trying to get me the best presentation possible. She's not calling me a loser. She's saying, hey... You've got spelling mistakes in your presentation. Or maybe we're so too involved in that scenario or situation. So that's what I'm talking about. Don't suffer alone. Like you don't have to debrief this alone. Talk about it yeah, with absolutely. somebody. And then you guys, you can actually maybe come to a better conclusion of if it actually was bullying or if somebody was giving constructive maybe yeah. feedback. I find this happens a lot online, that somebody can read a post, or they can read a picture, or they can read uh, especially a comment on a forum, especially if someone's being sarcastic or trying to be funny. And if you don't know the person, 
it can come across as horribly rude or downright, you know, bigoted or something. You're looking, reading this comment and you're going, oh my goodness, this person, you know, who is this guy? Oh, that's my buddy and I know him. He's super nice and he's saying that because it's the complete opposite of how he feels. But you don't know any of that context. So I do agree with you completely. If you get an email or something online, you might want to run it past a friend first before you sound the alarm bells that there's some sort of persecution going on. Well, and then it's also allowing you the opportunity to really dissect it and figure out what it was. Maybe it's actually hitting a chord with you because of something totally unrelated to that event or to that comment. So I think it is really important to not suffer alone. I think that's that's the kind of huge thing I want to pitch here is if you feel bullied or if you feel in that situation, don't ever feel you're alone. I think talk about it with somebody, okay? So always communicate it. Talk about it. Don't let it, don't stuff it down. If you're affected somehow, there's probably a reason. Now, maybe it's not bullying, but maybe it's relating to something in your past that maybe you haven't 100% dealt with. So maybe it's a kind of trigger to make you realize that you have to do some work yourself. So I'm going to throw out a situation here. I'm going to ask the question about how do we combat bullying if we're the target, okay? And we're going to talk a little bit about physical and mental and emotional and spiritual pieces of our lives. So I want to just cover the first point here, which is understanding that bullying, it's not about us, it's about them. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? I know you mentioned it at the start, that when we run into a bully and they're bullying us, it's not really about us. It's about them. Yeah, it's 100%. I w well, I would say, I'm sure there's people who would disagree, but my understanding, it's usually a deflection tool. So it's somebody who probably is just trying to be the center of attention or funny, and they're trying to deflect to another person so that uh, they come off as the, the cool person <laughs> or by belittling another individual, they feel some sort of false power. Uh, that they're holding. Absolutely. And the other one that I, I remember we were talking about this before, you know, in the news lately, there's been a lot of talk about people who have been, um, you know, placed in compromising situations and, you know, there's been high profile resignations and, and, um, you know, a lot of women have come forward and said, you know, there's been abuse or some sort of inappropriate workplace behavior. And I'm just curious when something like that physically happens, when there's physical bullying, you know, there's a whole range that can happen between, you know, the more extreme is, you know, to learn self-defense. But, but it's not, it doesn't have to be that extreme. I know you've talked in the past about trying to physically remove yourself from the situation. Even if that means on occasion, you might have to quit your job. You might have to physically move out from a relationship. You might have to physically drop that friend from your life. Can you talk a little bit about that, about physically engineering your space in your life? It's hard because for somebody to walk away from a job because they're being bullied, I believe that would probably be your last resort, definitely. So I feel that I think the 100% the thing that I would always recommend is you talk, always. Talk with somebody. Get support from somebody to allow you to dissect the situation. And maybe that support will help you be able to confront the bully. Or maybe it's just going to allow you to build up the self-esteem to deal with the bully. I believe it's not just a person's being, not just the person who is being bullied 
to stop this situation. I, I totally believe sometimes it's almost harder for them because they're so emotionally involved in it that it's almost harder for them to stop the bullying. And that's where I feel it actually relies on the bystanders. It's the people who are seeing these actions happening and they're not doing anything to stop it because they're like, oh, it's not me. It's not my business. But I would disagree. I would say be the voice. Be the person who picks up for that person because maybe they can't for themselves. Maybe they're so emotionally involved or maybe they don't have the confidence right then. So I believe the actual weight lies on the bystanders to not allow these situations to exist in our culture. Yeah, it's fascinating you bring that up. I think there's a if if what I'm about to say sounds extreme, then I would contend that if you're listening to this, you need to do this. And what I'm suggesting is something along the lines of a team charter or a family charter. You know, it may sound extreme. You sit down with a group of your coworkers or a group of your friends or a group of your family members and you say, "This is important to me." And I would like to have a set of standards that we live our lives by, that there are certain things that are acceptable and there are certain things that aren't. And we're all going to agree to this as a team so that if any of us see a breach in these rules, we have the right and we actually have the obligation to speak up against it, to say, hey, hold on, that's not okay. Well, I think right now, let's do it. <laughs> Let, <laughs> if you're listening, guys, I'm going to encourage you. If you're a bystander, stop it. If you're seeing something happen, speak up. Don't laugh. Don't nod and smile. We can make that decision right now. Don't allow bullying to exist. And it's as simple as that. Do not allow the bully to bully another individual. When you see it happening, call it. Don't laugh. Don't encourage it. And until that happens... It's going to exist. And there's some really subtle forms of bullying as well that happens, whether it be in the workplace or at school or in any sort of shared setting. A lot of it is not so much the face-to-face, -face, I'm going to beat you up after school bullying. It's more of like what you mentioned before. It's online. It's texting each other. It's not including someone into the group. It's a lot more subtle. And, you know, I like to say it's cattiness. Sure. Oh, my God. It's sure. like that, that petty... You know, it's it's the movies you see, like that high school movie of like the the petty people who who talk about or make fun of somebody else. Yeah. Like it's that. There's a there's a story. This it reminds me of the story years ago. A friend of mine went through this where she was sitting having um, a break outside, beautiful sum summer day, and she's sitting with a coworker of hers, and the coworker of hers happened to be very thin, and had just could eat whatever they wanted, never got never got big and they just had a great metabolism. And so my friend is sitting with them and they're enjoying their 15 minute coffee break outside. And a lady got off a bus and this lady was huge. She was at least 400, 450 pounds and was having trouble walking and she had a cane and she was very obese. And so she's walking into the main building. And my friend's coworker here started making fun of this person. Oh my goodness, if this ever was me, I would have killed myself. And this is how could they go in public? And, and it was interesting because my friend had a choice to make in that moment to either just agree with them and go, oh yeah, geez, let's all pile on the poor person that's large. Or, and I'm very proud of this, my friend said, hold on, you're way out of line. Now it's interesting because it was just the two of them. So there was no real quote unquote gain 
to be made. The person who was walking to, uh, off the bus couldn't hear them. So it's not like they were, quote unquote, standing up for that person. It's not like there was any benefit. Uh, so I'm very proud because it was a very risky thing for my friend to do to say, hey, hold on here. You're out of line. And they had a very heart-to-heart -heart talk. They said, you, you've gone through your whole life on Easy Street. You've eaten whatever you've wanted and you look great. You don't know this person's background. They might have gone through some sort of physical trauma. They might have gone through some sort of abuse. You have no idea what led them to get off this bus weighing what they weigh. And even if they do weigh what they weigh, what's in any of your business? And where's your compassion? Where's your empathy? But so see, my friend actually called them out on it. I'm very proud of them for doing that. Well, that's a, like, it takes that. It takes the person who is comfortable and confident in themselves to say, no, that's actually not acceptable. First of all, we need to be more compassionate with each other as a society. Where do we get off diminishing another person because they're just trying to be happy? Maybe they don't have the right tools to be happy. Who are we to judge? Maybe they actually know something we don't. Okay, so I guess it comes down to the fact of making the choice like your friend did. So making that choice of standing up and saying, you know what, that's not acceptable to say in front of me. And I think until we do that, we make that standard, we're going to allow bullying to exist if we don't do it. Yeah. I always like to play the positive game. Yeah. Okay, so anybody who's tried to talk probably negative about somebody in front of me, you probably will understand what I'm saying <laughs> right now. I like to, when somebody is saying negative things about another individual, so just maybe degrading them or diminishing them, I always try to bring something positive into it. So actually, did you know this person's really good at that? So first of all, two things happen. It shuts down the situation because they're like, oh, I have no fuel. I'm not going to get a rise out of Jillian of making these comments. And second of all, they uh, they never, I don't know why, Carl, but they never talk negative about another individual around me again. Right. So that's my way to stop it. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like you've laid down, now you haven't done this formally, but you've laid down a set of expectations. You've said, you know what, in order to have me in your life, either casually as a coworker or as a friend, as a, you know, a person in my family, you have to abide by these rules. And it's and I think that's a great thing. I think it's nice to be able to have those standards and just say, look, these are not unreasonable standards. I'm very inclusive and very positive and very loving in my life. And I would just ask you to do the same thing. And if you can't, it's not going to happen around me. Right. And you, like us, guys, us as a individual, as society, we have to collectively make that decision. I can stand up for it, but if somebody else is going to allow it to happen, allow somebody to come and gossip, allow, and you know when it's not right, you get that negative feeling in your stomach that it's, it's not right. You need to stand up for it. You need to stop it because like we said, the person being bullied might not have that courage or the opportunity to stop it. So my request, my wish is that everybody listening today, don't allow a bully to get away with it. Stop the situation. Don't encourage it. Don't laugh at somebody else making fun of another individual. Yeah, it's funny. You know, there's two main points that resonate with, with me on that. And one is, you know, let's assume, for, for example, that 
everything you're saying about the the person who's being bullied is true. Let's say they're overweight or they have a deformity or they have some sort of life problem. Let's assume all that's true. So what? So what? You know, that's my one thing that I would say is, so what? It doesn't affect you in any way. Your life is no worse if they happen to be suffering from whatever affliction they're being made fun of. And the other thing is, it's not our place to lay our values down on that other person. That it's So number one, it's none of our business. And number two, even if everything is true, so what? It doesn't affect our lives in any way. It's not like them being overweight or them looking different than us or them having a different haircut or driving a different car. It in no way affects our lives. It doesn't take anything away from me. And so I think that that can be really important to go through life and to, to use those arguments when talking back to the person doing the bullying and saying, hey, what does it matter? So, so what that person might look a bit different. Maybe they're wearing different clothes or they're at a rock concert and they're wearing a different type of t-shirt and somebody makes fun of them. But what does it matter? It doesn't take away your experience. Your experience is no worse off because of what they're doing. And just because theirs is visible, you can see theirs. What about if your insecurities were more visible? How would you feel if somebody, the thing that you kind of beat yourself up the most, okay, that you don't think anybody else knows about? What if that became public knowledge? And what if people really bet you up emotionally because of that? How would you feel? So Totally. You know, it's about having that empathy for the person who's being bullied. Yeah, I have yet to meet any perfect person ever in the world. You know, there's always something that somebody could be made fun of. And so I always wonder, whenever I see somebody, you know, who is doing the bullying, I kind of go, what makes you so special? Well, I always look at it and I'm like, what do you got to hide totally. <laughs> that you feel <laughs> that you have to degrade another individual? Because like we said, okay, so first of all, you know, talk to somebody, always talking to somebody. If you feel bullied, that's my advice to you is always walk away and talk to somebody to kind of get the strength you need or dissect that situation. Because like we mentioned, sometimes maybe they weren't actually talking about you. Maybe you have a different lens or a different view than what actually happened. That can actually be the case, okay? And then the other thing is as a bystander, I'm asking you to not allow bullying to take place. I'm asking you to stand up and not laugh or not encourage that type of behavior. Man, life's hard enough. It's so hard. We're trying to give you guys tools, okay, by doing these podcasts. We're trying to talk about tools that's worked for us. We're trying to give you tools that maybe you can take away and maybe have a positive influence on your life. So we all know. That's one thing we can agree on. Life, it's sometimes it's really hard. So why on earth would we try to make it harder for another individual? That's right. And And, and on that point... Sometimes in life, the really hard things are the stuff that's worth doing the most. So you know what? Standing up for something that's right, even if it means you're putting yourself out there and you yourself could be a target, boy, you know, that's what courage is. That's a definition of courage is being scared and doing it anyway. Oh, I love that. Absolutely. Well, we hope you enjoyed our episode on bullying and we hope that you can take some of this stuff away and do something about it, help make the world a better place. So we encourage you to get involved on the Power Yourself podcast. We have a Facebook page. We encourage you to like us, follow us, ask a question, maybe leave a comment. We encourage you to get involved. So until next time on the Power Yourself podcast, this is Carl, that's Jillian, and goodbye for now. <laughs>